0: You're now listening to the Stronger Inside Podcast, where we break down all things regarding health, fitness, and wellness to help you improve your mind, body, and environment. And now, your host, Wayne, aka Workout with Wayne, and Ernest, aka Mr. 100 Pounds Down. right into it and introduce myself. I've been a lifelong athlete. I played college basketball, post basketball. I went into the fitness industry starting in the gym sales and then went into management. After that, I went into personal training. I've been a personal trainer for 6 years. I started in the big big box gyms and I have been an independent contractor at a private studio for the last almost 5 years. The name of my business is Workout with Wayne. I've trained hundreds of clients in the Northern Virginia area. And a side note, I am a father, and my son will be five in about a month. Ernest, tell me about yourself.
1: What's going on, folks? I'm Ernest Hughes. I'm an office worker. No real sports uh, experience uh, outside of high school. Played sports all through high school, football, basketball, track, uh, mostly the field events. Since I've been working out with Wayne, I recently lost 100 pounds. um, 100 pounds. 100, yes. It's probably over 100 now, you know, but I don't got to get on the scale for until uh, tomorrow. So (laughs) we're not worried about that right now. I'm a father of of one. My son just turned four a couple days ago. Married for about eight years. And, you know, just working out with Wayne has been uh, a blessing in, in disguise for me. I didn't expect it to go this well, but I am. I did not expect it to go this well, but I am pleased with the results and I look forward to, you know, continuing to improve.
0: Good, good, good. To give our listeners some context on how we know each other, our relationship is not just trainer-client. Me and Ernest have been friends since about 15, 16, a similar group of friends. We did not go to the same high school, but we have known each other that long and I was honored to be the best man in Ernest's wedding, so I've been yeah, training yeah. not only Ernest but him and his wife for maybe at least 18 months now. Yeah, so you know we ha- we have a friendship and a trainer-client relationship, and now uh, a business relationship doing this project, the Stronger Inside podcast, for us to further introduce ourselves to the clients. A good excuse me, not clients. I'm so used to using that word, <laughs> listeners. Yeah, Uh, it is to let's introduce each other. And that way we'll have a more unbiased opinion and an unbiased introduction. So, Ernest, I'll let you introduce me and I'll follow up behind that. How about that?
1: Yeah, no problem. So Wayne is a, I would say, a self-starter. He is an entrepreneur. Uh, You know, he has drive and the passion for physical fitness, health, wellness, nothing that I've seen in my personal life before. Um it meets or exceeds his level of drive for this. It is important to know that he is going to give it to you straight, no chaser. <laughs> yeah, no sugarcoat, none of that. He's going to tell you like it is, but that is the benefit of him because it doesn't leave room for Ambiguity; it doesn't leave room for uh, misinterpretation. It's like this is what this is what you have to do if you want to get to where you want to be. You set this goal for yourself. I didn't set this goal for you. Follow this plan and get to where you want to be. Uh, When it comes to his when it comes to his training, when it comes to him just as a person, he's the same way. He's fun. He's fun loving. He's going to give it. He's going. We're going to have a good time when we're together. But if you need advice or you need information, he's going to give it to you straight. He's a great father. uh, He's a great friend. And that's my guy.
0: Oh, man. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Got me uh, tearing up over here.
1: (laughs) Kleenex behind you, I think.
0: Oh, man. So, Ernest, I would say about Ernest Ernest is a people person, a family first person, somebody with a big heart and does put themselves put others before himself, which is a great trait to have. So Ernest is very active, very competitive, and we've we've done everything from basketball to you know even back when I played video games, that's how long we've known each other <laughs> to the Maddens and the 2Ks and all those different things. So we have a good, healthy friendship of competitive nature. That's where Ernest is. And Ernest is somebody who is a hard worker and is able to complete the task put forth. And that's why he's having so much success within this personal journey of health and fitness. So Ernest is going to, as I said, he is a people person. So he may give a message a little more, I guess, a little nicer. He may sugarcoat <laughs> some things. He may give you a chaser hey. <laughs> or a mixed drink. Hey. You know? So I am you know, the straight shot. And Ernest is the nice mixed drink with the umbrella in there. Dang, uh, either man. way, you're going to get to the same place. It's just going to be a little different process.
1: Don't forget the pineapple,
0: <laughs> the pineapple. There you yeah. go. <laughs> so that kind of takes us to the reason why we started this podcast. That's who we both are and our natures. And for us to start this podcast and Ernest to start his journey, we had a conversation and that began the process. So Ernest, go ahead and I will let you tell the listeners what that conversation was.
1: So it was a conversation where Wayne reached out to me uh, and he pretty much said that I was not taking care of myself the way that I needed to be doing. And he had um, started his business and in his business model, he has seen his clients transform. And he's saying to, he's looking at himself and he's looking at me and he says, I have the tools to help my friend my friend is not reaching out to me to get these tools let me take it upon me to reach out to him to offer these tools to him at that point i was probably either pushing for or over 400 pounds and i didn't i didn't have any health issues at the time as far as you know going to the doctor and high blood pressure or things like that so i wasn't looking to make a change necessarily. I I In the back of my mind, I knew I needed to. Yeah. I knew I didn't like what I saw when I looked in the mirror. I knew I wasn't being the best husband for my wife. I wasn't giving her the best of me. And at that point, my son was probably about 18 months to two years old. Okay. And I wasn't giving the best to him. You know, and as he gets older, there's going to be, there's going to be times where I want to be able to be more active with him. And I want to be able to, enjoy sports with him and go out there and throw the football around or chase him around and stuff like that and at 400 400 plus. <laughs> yeah. That
0: was that's gonna tough.
1: be hard. That was gonna be hard to do, right? And so after that conversation with, with Wayne, you know, told it to me, hey, like you we you gotta do something, right? Because I want you around and your family needs you around for the long haul. So after that, I sat down with my wife, talked to her, let him know, you know, Wayne pretty much called me and told me I was fat. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> he, he, he didn't things he didn't use those words but that's what i told my wife cuz I, I was like that's pretty much what it was right <laughs> and so i was like i think we got to do something and so she so at that point she was on her own journey with her sisters and i think she was doing a uh, weight watchers or something at the time and so i knew i didn't want to do that and so at that moment i was like well let me figure out what i want to do right so instead of leaning in on Wayne. I said, I told him, all right, yeah, I got you. I hear you. Let me, let me see what I can do. And so I think maybe a couple weeks later went by and he hit me up again. He's like, so what you been doing? I said, man, it's been hard to get to the gym. I haven't really been had a chance to go to the gym. You know, because I I, I picked my son. I dropped my son off early in the morning. Then we got to pick him up. And then I got to make sure he's this, that, and the third. So I'm coming to all these lists of reasons why I didn't go to the gym.
0: Reasons, excuses, you know, same <laughs> potato,
1: potato, <laughs> same I, thing. I thought I was telling the story. I didn't know. <laughs> is, is it my, okay. <laughs> so so, so then he says, okay, I understand that because people's lives are busy. I was like, yeah. So I was like, whoo, I did I dodged that bullet. Then his next question was, what you been eating though? I said, huh? So yeah, well, what what have you been eating? Like, how how have you changed? Have you changed what you've been consuming, your calorie intake? And I said, "Uh, well, no. I didn't. I I thought the gym, I thought going to the gym was the most important part. He was like, well, no, it's not. And so that's kind of when he he brought that up to me, that's when I kind of, it kind of clicked. And I said, all right, I don't know what I'm doing. I need someone that can uh, teach me train me and show me what I need to be doing in order to be effective at and efficient at this process. I can no longer make uh excuses or come up with reasons and I need to do this for not only myself but for my family and so that's when I kind of really um reached out and said, "Hey, I want to start doing this. When can we when can we start officially?"
0: Okay. Yeah, it w- it was really you making a decision. You know, I May have influenced or twist your arm, but at the end of the day, I, I can't make anybody do anything. So you you sat down with yourself, you looked in the mirror, you had a uh, discussion with your family, and you said, "Hey, I'm I'm ready. Uh, I'm I am ready." And that's what started this process and allowed you to be where you are right now. And that takes us to the name of the podcast, Stronger Inside. And you made that decision to make a change, and that was. Inside yourself, there's no uh, for you to start the process and really start making those changes to feeling better, to making better decisions, to having better nutrition, to having a better inner voice. All those things came from within, and nobody from the outside even seen those until weeks and weeks and months and months later of the work that you put in. Right. So the, the change and the and the good feelings and all those things all start and stem from what comes from inside you and that's why we'll have a lot of different topics here but they will all revolve around health fitness wellness so that we can improve our mind body and environment because they are all connected so for your body to be changing clearly your mind is changed and yep. for your mind to change you did have to make some changes in your environment right they, they, they're all connected so I think now that you've had so much success, and I've been able to help a lot of people, and do that through my business, we can use our voices to help other people who may be thinking about starting, or they are within their journey on the alone, or they're just looking for tips. Either way, they're going to be able, we're going to be able to help some people because of the experience we both have, and the voices that we both have, and different perspectives. So. Yes. Somebody thinks I'm a mean guy, they'll like you, you'll be the hey. nice guy, yeah. <laughs> or vice versa. It's, it's, it's a lot of difference in perspective, but we're at the end of the day, we're usually on the same page. Yes. So let's start off our first podcast, our first topic. What's, what's that going to be, Ernest?
1: All right. So the first topic that we're going to talk about is why should you hire a trainer?
0: Okay. Okay. I guess we could jump right into it, Ernest. uh, Why did you hire me?
1: So I hired you because I needed accountability. I needed someone that was going to make me accountable for my laziness, make me accountable for um, what I was eating. I needed someone that was going to uh, continue to help motivate me. Uh, It's, it's, it can be hard to listen to that same voice, whether it be your inner voice or whether it be, you know, your girlfriend, boyfriend, spouse, what have you. That's kind of pushing you and kind of doing that. So sometimes it takes someone from outside to kind of help you see what you need to be doing more clearly. Um, I wanted to make sure that I was investing in, uh, in myself financially, a financial investment in myself. Uh, is another reason why I thought it was important because when you spend money on something you want to get the most out of it definitely and so I figured putting money forth allowed me to say hey I paid for this I'm going to work this to the best of my ability because if you're not you're kind of just throwing money you're just throwing money away and that's something that I couldn't afford, I can't afford to do it. Right. <laughs> so, so those were, those were some of the main things. And I had a goal, I had a goal, um, that I wanted to be more healthy. I wanted to be healthier. And so in order to reach that goal, you know, after that second conversation we had, I realized that I didn't know what I was doing. And so yeah. in order to reach that goal, I needed someone that would, can put, that could put a plan forth to help me achieve those goals. I think okay. the first the first goal we had, I think when we first time we met, you showed me the, the chart and was like, you're not on the chart. And so the first goal was to get on the chart. And so I needed to get on that um body fat percentage chart. Mm-hmm. And so that was, was the first goal. Uh also, you know, sometimes you don't know what you don't know. And so I wanted to make sure that I could get into a place where this health and fitness became second nature to me. Uh, yeah. I'm not I'm not but I feel like I've made leaps and leaps and bounds and strides from when I started to where I'm at now. And so as I continue to progress on on down the road I hope to get to a point where you know I can look at a, a plate of food and understand, you know, the percentages of of protein to um, fats to uh, carbs and things like that, and I can kind of mentally uh, calculate those things so that I understand what i'm putting in my body
0: yeah that that that's a huge point right there i don't know what i don't know, and that's that takes a lot for somebody to say that because it means you you are humble and you do respect the expertise or the professional aspect of what somebody does so For you to say, I'm going into this looking for accountability, which a lot of people are. um, But for you to say, this is a process and I'm ready to learn. That's why you've had success. You didn't look at it as. I'm going to start a, a class where I'm just going to be locked in for 45 minutes, an hour. And then when I leave, I'm going to resume doing the things that I've been doing. And for you to. To pretty much use this as a a curriculum, uh, something like that, to where now you have obtained this knowledge and you're not going to forget it. It, These are things that are going to stick with you. And then now you are a healthier person because you have acquired not only the knowledge, but also the skills. And that's why, and that's what you should be getting from a trainer or a, a high-quality program, it should be a lot of knowledge, but then also coaching that allows you to acquire skills that will stick with you. So, of course, the accountability and the you know the check-ins and all those things and the uh, the information on the training side, but the the coaching side and the lifestyle habit-based uh, style is so much so important and what things that you will get from a trainer versus, you know, you downloading a program or maybe having a, a coworker who is, who knows a little bit of something and you actually work out with them. And, and, that, and that's going to be the difference right there right. for, for some other people that have different reasons for hiring a trainer. Uh, there are people who have performance goals. So whether they be a athlete, high school athlete, uh, college athlete, there's people who want to improve their testing or just qualify for some of these government agency testing, military testing. And then you have people who are weekend warriors and then, you know, they play flag football, they play basketball, uh, maybe 30 plus, And they want to get in better shape or just get in shape so that they're not being injured or they can actually gauge their performance on on the field or the court or whatever they're doing. So, or the ice, I mean, I've trained people who played hockey and different things. So there's a, a wide variety of different things people do. And when you can say, hey, I can see myself getting better in performance, then you know that the training is paying off. Um, so with, with your goal, Ernest, your goal was to lose weight, lose yeah. body fat. That's the number one reason. Um, The the lifestyle change in terms of getting healthy, it goes hand in hand with the losing weight. But majority of the people and the the people who reach out to me that I get, um, it's going to be lose weight and tie that in with the overall healthy lifestyle. Nobody wants to continue buying (laughs) different size clothes and other things like that to will cost you some money. Let me ask you this. Do you feel like prior to the change you made, there were things that were actually costing you money by having the more unhealthy lifestyle? Um,
1: yeah, so there, there were times where, you know, when we would go on, like I, I remember specifically I went on a missions trip, uh, I think in 2018. Okay. Went on a missions trip. So we went on the mission trips, uh, they provided shirts for everybody on the mission trip, okay. but so they didn't have any shirts that could fit me. I didn't have any a shirt that could fit me, so I had to go out and purchase my own shirt that was uh. a, a, that was like a similar color um, to everyone else's shirt. And so, um, not only did it stand out because my shirt didn't have you know the design on it or anything like that, it was just you know a similar color to everyone okay. else's. So it stood out that you know that this guy doesn't have a. Sh- can't fit this shirt um it also it i mean it was another added expense for me because everyone else had their shirt provided or in the cost of the mission trip you pay for that shirt anyway so i had a shirt but it just couldn't fit me so i had to then purchase another shirt so it was one of those things where you know at the time because you're kind of still going through it and you're not really thinking you're like oh this is just another thing i gotta do so it's something else i gotta i gotta deal with um then you have the the when you go to the stores, they don't have your size, so a lot of things you have to either go to specialty stores, big and tall, or you have to order online and when you order online, sometimes the quality isn't that great or because you don't get to feel and touch what you're buying, yeah, so you have to deal with that also but you know it was was what it was the cost of doing business <laughs> at the time right okay. so, um, but now you know it's a lot better uh shopping online is still uh Sometimes it can be more advantageous when it comes. What, to... What about any other aspect
0: of life that you feel like was oh. just actually just not even in that that arena, but just somewhere else? To you know, was actually costing you money by having that lifestyle.
1: Yeah, well, buying buying food, shopping, not not preparing food at home, yeah. and buying buying a lunch at fast food restaurants or um, just the. Run of the mill going to the convenience stores at the job, and buying little things that was uh very much of so an added expense uh, when we stopped doing that, I think we realized we were saving maybe a hundred dollars a week or more. Wow, it's just not buying that stuff, so that's four hundred dollars a month there you go, yeah yeah, so when you can when you can cut those things out, you know it's definitely a great a better saving. You might spend more at the grocery store, but it's still not gonna be as much as you would spend like, buying you know, a double cheeseburger, large fries, and a, and a milk. A shirt. value
0: meal. Yeah, man. So uh, I wanted to tie that into where somebody might say, well, I cannot afford a personal trainer. Mm. There are different levels of trainers and different people have different pricing, uh, different pricing structures, but when you're in, when you're, when you enter this to learn, whether you're doing once a week, twice a week, three times a week, once every two weeks, you're still gonna be able to learn. And by making those health and lifestyle changes, you will be able to use that money that you're saving other places. And you could apply that to a personal trainer or a fitness program or something like that. So just wanted to kind of change that perspective into where, you know, yeah, there are things that are expensive. There's a, we all have other things that we need to pay for in life. We have families and things like that, but we, we do, and we can find ways to invest in ourselves because we do all spend money on things that maybe we don't necessarily need or, you know, whether it be entertainment or food or things like that. Go so ahead. it can be done. It can be done. In terms of hiring a trainer location wise, Uh, Me and Ernest are not neighbors. We do not live in the same (laughs) zip code. No, 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 not at all. uh, For Ernest to train with me, that takes us to another point. We were training once a week, me with your wife as well. And that was on, on weekends. We we Mm -hmm. trained on a Saturday and you would have your program for the week. So let them know your process, Ernest, and how that took you from, Once you decided to start this, the the changes that you need to make to not only just travel, but you know, go ahead and tell about talk about that.
1: So for us, we have a a, a, when we first started, we had a two year old, and so for us to train with Wayne, we had to find childcare. Right, so it wasn't just us investing in this and this uh, fitness and health change, lifestyle change. It was our family and our friends also. So we had to enlist our mothers or our sisters to watch our child while we were training because Wayne was about 45 minutes up the road. And so it was as as you wake up early every day, Monday through Friday to go to work on Saturdays, you woke up early again to get ready, prep a bag for him, get food and snacks and things like that to drop him off with, with somebody and then make the journey up the road, work out for a solid 50 minutes, Get be tired as I don't know what. And then another 45 minutes back down the road just to pick up your son who's wired because he just woke up or he's, you know, he just had breakfast and he's ready to go and have a, a fun filled day. Cause you know, toddlers don't like to take naps. And so, so the whole day Saturday was just like a, it was, it could be a drain on your energy, but we were so focused on our goals that we knew that this is something we needed to do right our fam- our families were so focused were, were so invested in helping us that they understood what we were trying to do they supported us in that and so that they they didn't take it as um they were willing to help us out when it came to you know watching our son for you know a couple hours in the morning on a saturday that's when great they, when they would probably rather be sleeping in or doing something else but they knew that you know, we needed them for that, and so we we appreciated them for that greatly. Yes.
0: Yeah, and and that part right there, you would never know unless you ask. Exactly. So a lot of people who are saying, you know, I I don't have uh, that community, maybe that you have, Ernest, or you know, I don't have the 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 person that I can lean on, whether it be for child care or other other things, maybe transportation or anything like that. Uh, sometimes you just got to ask, and when somebody sees that. Sh- the reason why you're doing what you're doing, they're more likely to help you and really be behind you and support you. Because the reason for you guys doing this with that nobody can really argue with that or yeah. be upset about that. And if they right. are, then you know you got to reevaluate that relationship.
1: Right. you trying to lose weight? What
0: <laughs> how dare you?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> get out of here with that. So um the so for you guys to get up and down the road 45 minutes in the Northern Virginia area, mm-hmm. uh, which could turn into 90 minutes, depending on what happens on on the highway on 95, wherever route you're taking, um, that that shows a commitment and that shows that you're serious about it, and you did spend a lot of energy, whether it be that day uh, coming up there, because the the flexibility of it was there were times where you said, "Hey, I'm I'm running 20 minutes late or something yeah. like that because of the distance," and yeah. we still found ways to make that work. Yeah. Yeah. And most people, most of my clients are a lot closer than you. But for you, Ernest, you said this is probably what's going to work best for me. So you made that sacrifice. And that's something that we all have to look at when we're we're choosing a program or a trainer or a gym that's really going to work better for us. All right. So let's go into what did you expect previously, you know, before training? And what did you what was the reality of it? And did you were there any differences in maybe what you thought and what you expected and what you've seen?
1: So going into it, I I knew because I we've worked out before just as you know friends going to the gym you know doing some workout. So I kind of had that kind of expectation of kind of what Wayne does in the gym. But this is when Wayne was you know you know early twenties you know so it was a lot different. He he didn't have the the knowledge that he has now. And so going into it, I expected, you know, just we're going to go do some workouts. Um, there will be an online plan and, and I would just do workouts on my own. Going into it, I, I thought it was going to be a, uh, I thought I could get something like a, a nutrition plan as far as like meals and things like that. Um, and the, the workouts themselves I anticipated something along the lines of, you know, what you see on TV from a trainer. You know, when you just put the uh, weights on the barbell and you say, give me 15. And then you start <laughs> pumping and you get down to five and you say five more. There you go. Get it up. Almost there. One more. All right. Get some water. Something like that. I, I, I've never been, you know seen it too much. You know, you go to the gym and you see people working out with trainers and just these buff guys walking around with girls in, um, you know, leggings and stuff like that. So you're like, I don't know really what they're doing. Everybody both of them look like they're in shape. So I don't know what's really who's training who. But uh <laughs> so so I didn't really have an expectation going into it. Okay. But once we started once we started and I realized that, you know, it was the workouts were a lot more intense than I anticipated. Um, your skill level from when you were 20 to when you were 32 has was drastically different. <laughs> <laughs> your knowledge base was drastically different. We weren't just doing uh, sit-ups with dumbbells, twists at the top. <laughs> you know, we so- Bench, pre- bench pressing uh, twice a week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were just doing that, yeah. So um, we did a lot more exercises in the beginning. It was a lot of body weight things. And so it was, you know, I realized that my body could be used, um, to, to do a lot of this stuff. And so flexibility was very important. And so that was something I didn't have a lot of in the beginning. Um, and so I didn't, I didn't realize how flexible I would need to be in order to do a lot of these things. I thought I was a lot more flexible than I was. I would say that. Um, and then as far as the nutrition aspect of it, it was more of a, instead of, Giving you out giving you what you need to eat on these specific days it was like these these are the types of things you can eat whenever you want these are the, this is what you need to be putting in your body this amount the this uh this amount of of carbs this amount of protein this amount of fat this amount uh, of, of sugars which your your daily intake should be or whatever and so it wasn't uh designed meal plans but it was a, a nutrition a, a, an entire nutrition um kaleidoscope of, <laughs> of things that you could <laughs> that you, that you could uh, that you could enjoy, and so it was. You can pick and play however you want to do it, but you want to make sure you stay in in, in these parameters when you yeah. do it. And so yeah. um that's that's something that you know we learned from the beginning, and as you go through the process, you kind of fall back to what do you, what do you call it, your baseline. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm sure so, we get it. Delay you kind of fall back to your baseline, but as you go on the process, your baseline begins to shift closer to that um, more healthy thing. And so yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. So yeah, really, really um what you were saying early on, maybe what your experience may have been with, you know, just hanging out, working out with a friend. And a lot of people do have that mentality when it comes to training to where um somebody will say, well, I'm just going to go to a gym, work out with a person, and then my body, mind are going to change and I'm going to have the desired result. And it's just not that simple. There, there is a lot of actual coaching that comes into play. So for us to, to start that journey and for you to see the difference is, is really huge. Um, I see a lot of things on all the years that I've been in gyms. I've seen the uh, examples of people who, don't really seek a trainer or don't want a trainer, but probably need one. And it doesn't, you don't have to train with somebody for a year. It could be four sessions, but you're going to have so much more knowledge and understanding of what you're doing and why you're doing it instead of kind of just playing around in the gym, what I would call it. And that is better than nothing. So, I mean, that's awesome that you are putting your foot forth and getting into the gym, but when you're doing it, you want to be efficient because you don't want to waste your time. Like you said, Ernest, yeah. uh, a couple of examples I've seen in the gym are, um, what we would call, uh, the, the, the fit friend and the not so fit friend. And that, that fit friend is fit and they're leading workouts, but they have no really uh, professional experience or, uh, knowledge or certifications to really coach and train somebody but they're they're helping their friend out and you can see that you know they're not making any modifications or anything it would be the equivalent of uh somebody working out with a an athlete and then the athlete just goes all right just do what i do right that's not really going to (laughs) work there's people who can't squat there's people who can't lunge and different things like that and they need modifications variations and regressions, progressions, whatever it may be. And that's what you get from a professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one I see is a, what would you call the trainer boyfriend. And that is, <laughs> you know, there's a woman in the gym, and she's following the lead of her, her boyfriend or somebody that she's with a male probably and he has same thing it previously is that limited experience in the fitness field and he is leading this workout and Again, it is not personalized or specialized and maybe not necessarily always the best form. So you don't really want to get pulled into one of those situations to where you're following the lead of somebody who, you know, is the blind leading the blind right there. Right. So gladly you weren't doing that, Ernest. Yes. <laughs> and yes. and even when we were working out previously, that was that was more of a uh uh, a, a friendship and kind of just hanging out, being healthy kind of thing. We right. weren't really even working towards a goal or anything like that. Yeah, no. We were just, just wasting time before we went to go play an open gym.
1: <laughs> pretty much, pretty
0: much. All right. Um, so with that said, when I, uh, taking it to efficiency, there's an acronym I use and the things that you should be getting from a, a quality fitness program or a quality uh, trainer. You should be getting nutrition, coaching. You should learn about intensity. You should be able to apply consistency. That should be a skill that you should acquire. And then all those things should be done in an efficient manner. So you got NICE right there, nutrition, intensity, consistency, and efficiency. So with all those things, they pretty much cover all those bases. And if you see yourself saying, I need help, I'm failing in certain areas, I need a trainer, you're probably failing in one or more of those areas. So for for somebody to check all those boxes off, you're probably not gonna need a trainer. And you know, maybe for you, Ernest, the the number one <laughs> the number one uh, thing that you were having and struggling with was the nutrition. Yes. And then as we start to apply all these different pillars and really going through that that's where people start to see success. And really the most important one after nutrition, I would say is consistency, which for over 18 months you have applied, and that's why you see the long term results.
1: Yeah, man. That's what
0: yeah. cool.
1: I think. I got the 300 plus workouts just on the app. And the app, yeah, it just it. on the app. So, plus, there you go. what we did on Saturdays or whatever. So, I'm probably pushing 400, 350, 400.
0: So, so, now you're pushing 400 in a different way. Hey, <laughs>
1: look at God. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. So within, within those things that you should be getting from a program, uh, within that program, it should be goal specific. So if you are looking to get stronger, you are looking to lose weight, whatever it may be, that program should be specified and personal for you. That is what personal training is. Uh, there's a lot of boutique fitness in my area, up in the Northern Virginia area, Arlington, D.C., uh, not so much maybe uh, further south where you are, Ernest. But even then, I mean, you guys have seen other things like Orange Theories and, you know, there's different boxing classes and Zumbas and things like that. And that's what you would call group fitness. Personal training is not group fitness programming with one person. You're not just going to take the song and dance that you do in a, as a group. And just do it by yourself and think that that's personal training. Personal training is us getting to know you, understanding your limitations and your goals, putting together a program um, training-wise that's going to have different aspects that are going to allow you to progress. So that, that's a huge difference right there. Uh, it's just not random exercise. It's kind of thrown together. Smart. And then, you know, you sweat, get a high five, and go home. Uh, unfortunately, some trainers are doing that. Uh, some people do think that that is what personal training is and unfortunately that's that's where our our industry does maybe get a bad name so um, within that program there's two principles that you should be uh, seeing applied to your programming Um, something called periodization which be which is a cyclical structure. Uh, so it could be a certain amount of weeks to where you're doing a certain style of training, where there'd be certain amount of intensity or volume. An example of that would be, this, take an athlete, for example. Um, the way somebody trains in the off-season, it's not going to be the same way they train during the season. You're In, in, in the off-season, you're going to look to put on muscle, um, you're going to have more intense workouts, but during the season, you're going to have games and practices. So it's going to be more of a maintenance routine, but you're still going to lift. All the athletes that you guys see, they're still doing things during the season, but they're just not looking to max out and uh, really, really, really push the limits because their priority is performance, not what's what they're doing inside the gym right. so it's just th- those different things should be applied and even if you're not an athlete and you are uh, a regular person an office worker whatever phrase you want to use general population there still should be some changes and and application of periodization within your within your program so and, we, and we've played with a lot of different methods with that Ernest. and uh mm-hmm. i think also that allows you to learn yeah you know to to say, you know, this is how my body feels when I'm doing these different things. Um, Another principle that you should be applying or see applied is progressive overload. And that is just basically, over time, you are either lifting more weight, lifting that same weight more times, so you're increasing the volume, adding sets, adding reps, um, but you should be progressing and moving forward and from my experience, that is something when, when somebody doesn't have a trainer and they're training alone, a lot of times men, they will still apply progressive overload and whatever reasons we can get into why, whatever psychology it is, you know, it's like, I just want to, so a lot of times it's to their own detriment. Is mm. it, you, you shouldn't be lifting that heavy, dog. Mm. You, you should take some weight off that bar because you're, you're lifting with your ego right now and hey. your your form is suffering. Right. But, and but with that said that person is still pushing their body to change on the flip side on from the female perspective there there's, there is not that internal push for progressive overload so it could be somebody you know doing a certain weight and then that they stay doing that weight for weeks and months and their body's not changing because there is a a stigma of lifting heavier and you know, they may say that's not for me, or just not really fully understand that that is how the body changes. Right. So applying progressive overload is what you're gonna get from a trainer, and that is why you should see people's bodies consistently changing and not doing this kind of the same song and dance.
1: That I mean, this is my favorite is one of my favorite things to do in the gym as far as you know, this is one of one of the things that motivates me to go to the gym because as I as we go through our program and I'm doing, you know, 35 pound dumbbells when we first kind of started to doing 45s to fifties. And then, you know, when you can bench those 65 or those 70 pound dumbbells, you know, it's, it motivates you. Cause you're like, man, I, there's no way I could do this. You know, 18 months ago, yeah. there was no way I was getting this up with, with, with two hands, let alone <laughs> one. Right. And so that, that kind of thing, as you get stronger and you kind of, feel your results you might not see your results all the time you might not you might look in the mirror or um you might not be able to kind of see which with the naked eye that you're stronger yeah you are because it's because it's inside of you right because you're you're stronger inside there you go (laughs) So, so that's one of those things but when you when you actually are physically lifting it and you're like wait this is this is too light like i'm i'm not pushing myself let me put these down and let me go up five pounds, and let me go. see if I can do this. And so that's one—that's what definitely one of the motivators to getting in the gym. And when you leave, when you when you leave, and you have that new personal best, or you you you've accomplished something that you thought was was previously impossible. Not that you thought it was previously impossible for yeah. you to do, and now you can do it. I mean that that keeps you that that motivates you to want to go again tomorrow. And you don't, don't want to have off day.
0: Yeah, and and having. A lot. Sometimes people do not come into the training with a strength goal or performance goal. Their goal is more based upon uh, whether it be look or health or you know scale or clothing size. But then once you get into actually training, and like you said, you can you can start to see those changes. Somebody will set a goal and say, you know, you know, I want to see if I can do five push-ups. I want to see if I can. Squat my body weight on the bar, and by having those performance goals, you're going to see and ensure that your body continues to change. So that's a good point, Ernest. Mm-hmm. So let's let's go from the inside the gym, and let's take it back to uh, the nutrition aspect. Um, there is a there's a lot of coaching that goes into play, and what you touched on earlier was how the approach was habit-based and giving you some parameters and things to, to work within versus giving you a, a, uh, a exact what to do, when to do it program, excuse me. So for you, for you to take a look at your habits prior to me just telling you what to do, how was that?
1: So when I was looking at my habits, I, I thought to myself, I'm not eating a lot. I don't eat a lot of food. Like I eat breakfast, I eat lunch, I eat dinner, and I might have a snack somewhere in between. So I'm eating, uh, three regular, regular sized meals. I'm putting air quotes around regular (laughs) because, you know, this, uh, what's regular in America might not be regular for the rest of the world. So I'm eating three regular sized meals and, you know, some snacks. So I'm not, I'm, I don't eat a lot. Like when I, when we order a pizza or whatever, I don't eat the whole pizza. I eat, you know, a couple, three slices of pizza or whatever. When we, when we go out to a restaurant, I'm not ordering, you know, you know, the, the 20 ounce steak and the, you know, three potatoes. And I'm not doing that. I, I feel like I ate a regular plate. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, I don't eat a lot. So when I started looking at the numbers, okay, it wasn't that I, do, it wasn't that I eat a lot because I wasn't eating a lot but what I was eating was high in fat, high in calories. It was, you know, I was drinking a lot of my calories. I was, you know, going to, you know, the coffee shop and, uh, you know, getting high sugary drinks, you know, I was drinking sodas, I was doing those types of things. So, uh, once I was able to cut those things out and start eating cleaner, I realized I wasn't eating enough. <laughs> and so it was like, you know, what, so when you started eating cleaner and, you know, I was eating the vegetables and the fruits and things like that. I was, I went from being, you know, maybe three to 4,000 calories a day and not exercising to 1200 calories a day and exercising. And so it was like, you got to eat more, bro. Like yeah, your, yeah, your body is not bad. going to like, you might see, you might see the initial drop in weight cause your body's like shocked, but it's going to plateau and you're not going to be able to do anything. Right. So it was like, you need to eat more. And you have to uh, kind of really hit those numbers as far as those uh, macros, um, as far as your protein and your- But, but even
0: prior prior to that, because that was the second step. We we didn't yeah. even start with that. It was just oh. saying, you know, take lunch two times, three times a week. Right. You know, that that and the change, that right there, that change right there has nothing to do with uh, logging food or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just because if you do prepare the food that- at home, and you do keep it simple, there's no way that that is going to compare to, you know, whatever lunch options that you were doing prior, you know, something like a, a Panda Express or something like that. Right. It, it, well, all you're doing is making that that substitution right there, and you're going to see results early on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, go get the water instead of the soda at lunch or you know, at dinner, whatever it may be. Don't get the breakfast sandwich, replace it with fruit for your breakfast or something like that. And no small changes are, are, are what has set the baseline. And now, you, now we are to the point where we look at the numbers behind it, understanding the calories, but uh, just just creating that, that, those changes in habits to where they become second nature. Correct. Be- because if, we, if, if I were to give you a meal plan especially when we first started, you know, 18 months ago. Could you do it? Yeah. But what would you learn?
1: Right. And I wouldn't be, I wouldn't do it consistently. I can tell you that right now.
0: Yeah. You would, you would say that this is because now you're taking somebody who, who, who's pretty much doesn't have any structure and you're giving them (laughs) extreme structure. That is a regiment because it's rigid. And that is something that, unless you are an uh an experienced person with a very very serious goal maybe that that uh that coaching strategy can be applied to you mm-hmm. but if you are not somebody who is a high level athlete somebody who is a you know within a physique contest or something like that you you're just not going to have the discipline to want to stay within that it's not even about it's not even about your want at that point. It's just your baseline is going to say, no, this is too much. I can't do that. So, excuse me, for us to take it and take it slow and, and keep it simple at, at first and take small steps uh, and uh, allow for some accountability and for you guys, and also for you and your family to figure out how it's going to work. Right. And, and you, you and your wife have done that. And now, we took it a step further where we can look at some calories and make sure that you 're getting a certain amount of protein and uh, staying within a carbohydrate uh, goal and, and that works, but when we when we you know put the cart in front of the horse and we only worry about calories or we only worry about uh, macronutrients, whether it be the carbs, which has become a four letter word, then you you are you are almost in a sense doing things backwards because. If I put you on a 1,600 calorie diet, not you, Ernest, Mm because that would be too small for somebody of your size, but, and you say, all right, I got 1,600 calories. How many Doritos and how many sodas (laughs) can I drink until I hit this this calorie goal? That's not going to work out for you in the long run.
1: Boy, oh boy. Tell me about it.
0: You might could, you know, depending on what you're doing previously, you could be in a caloric deficit and you may see some results, but you're not going to improve your health. You're not really going to change the composition of your body because you're probably not going to have a proper uh, distribution of macronutrients. You're not going to be getting any vitamins. So really what you're doing is just trying to... You're really trying to get something with, with a low level of effort. And that's not what we want. We want to say, i I'd rather somebody be eating 3000 calories of healthy food. And then we just say, let's eat less, right? But that's never the case. <laughs> right. I've never had somebody come into, you know, come into my, into the office or reach out online and say, man, you know, I am 50, 60, 80 pounds overweight. My body fat percentage, you know, depending what gender you are, my body fat percentage is in the thirties and the forties. And it's because I eat too much salmon, I eat too much chicken breast, I eat too much brown (laughs) rice, man, I just really go to town on these vegetables. And it's just not working out for me. That's never the case. So really, it is about the food choice. And that's why we approach that first. And I mean, right now, as we record this, you're drinking water, you know, versus somebody else who's choosing other things to, to drink throughout the day. So Mm. That right there was a huge change. And now those things have stuck with you. And the beautiful thing is uh, you're, you're rubbing off on others around you. And that two-year-old is now a four-year-old. Mm-hmm. And he is learning things. And those things are being applied to his life to where it becomes second nature for him because that's
1: all he knows. hmm
0: uh, yeah, I think yeah.
1: he he's uh, experienced a lot more vegetables in his life at the age of four than I probably had you know before I was, you know maybe ten. Yeah, you know, and he likes it. He's I want broccoli. Can I? I want broccoli tonight. I want peas tonight. You know, so he's yeah. he's he's down for it. And
0: and uh, you know, just from a parenting perspective, everybody has different taste buds. Yeah, some people say, oh my my child is picky, they're finicky, but really. Children, they're only going to be exposed to what we expose them to. Right. And when they see us doing things, they're going to want to do them. When, when, when you're smiling and happy that you're eating uh, vegetables and fruit, and you're doing it, and and it's just it's not a big deal, and you're not making it an issue, and you know, everybody in the family is doing it, you know, it's not that, you know, dad doesn't eat this and mom eats it, or it, it is just a thing. to so where there is a salad on the side, or there are these things available for snacks, and you're not thinking about it. And that child is going to just grow up in that. And yeah, maybe they don't like an orange as much as an apple, but still, they're making that choice of eating an apple. They're not making that choice of eating a popcorn yeah. or something like that. So... Uh, with us and having those, those good habits, they start to rub off on those people that are close by us as well. So uh, that, that, that's a huge change. And that was, that goes back to our original conversation about you being there for your child and you being there, but then also you teaching him a way of doing things so that he doesn't even have to worry about it. it, He probably, you know, to fast forward when he is in his late twenties, early thirties, may not have to hire a personal trainer unless he has a a more uh serious or uh more uh more extreme goal right where he is doing some high level athletics or something like that but for him to maintain a a baseline of a healthy body weight and all those things will be second nature to him and Mm -hmm. and then that's the goal so that Really, you've invested in yourself, but you've invested in the things that you will pass down to your to your children as well. Yes, sir. There we go. So, really, with that, that that's the small part of nutrition right there. And then let's jump into it. when somebody's hiring a trainer. You didn't really shop around or anything like that because of uh, our our relationship. But a, a a personal trainer is somebody who you should be on the same page with. Uh, while they are a coach and they are there to give you criticism, constructive, constructive criticism, uh, it, you need to be a match. So, Ernest, why would you say that uh, we work in terms of uh, the training style and the personality style? How do, because, I mean, I knew you for as long as I've known you, but I also train your wife and we don't have that same relationship. I haven't known her the same uh, amount of time. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, Kind of how does that how does that match both of you guys
1: so uh with me, I think it's it meshes well because, like you said that friendship that that connection and that bond that we have um so you're able to you know probably talk to me different than you talk to some of your other clients i would i would I would hope so. <laughs> I think so yeah i would I would hope some of the text messages I get aren't aren't being sent to everybody you just, know? just a little bit just a little yeah. bit you know i don't but,
0: I don't wanna have any terrible Yelp reviews. So I gotta, <laughs> I gotta. Right,
1: right, right, right. but, but it's good though. Cause we, we're at a point, you know, and I, and I'm at a point in my life where the change is needs to happen. And yep. so when you see me not doing those things, not only, not only from a professional standpoint, but a personal standpoint for you, you it's, it's a, it's a slap in the face, right? So it's like, Hey, you're not, I'm I'm trying to give you these things professionally because I want to help you out. But as your friend, I need you to be. I need you to be better, right? And so it's yeah. like, boom, take care of this, whatever, right? And so those those things uh, resonate well with me. So I can take that. I can take it. And so um, you know, you look at the message, you're like, this this dude right here. <laughs> but you're like, you can't. You can't. I can't fault you for it because it's the truth, right? You just it's it's, it's what it is. Whatever. Like you said, he ain't gonna sh- like I said earlier. You're not gonna sugarcoat it yeah he's gonna give it to me and so um i think for my for my wife it's it's the same way in regards to that because you, you like you said like i said you don't sugarcoat anything so sometimes she might get a message or there might be a message sitting the, in the group thing and so um she hears it but she's like well maybe it's maybe it's this i'm like no it's not that <laughs> it's, it's it's what he said like read it read it again read it again and then don't put, don't put your own spin on it. Like just read it for what it is. And so yeah. it's one of those things where, you know, her relationship with you isn't, isn't the same as me and yours. And so there can be a little bit of, it's, it can be a little bit of, it, it takes a bit to kind of swallow what you're, what you're saying and kind of take it in, but she gets it and she understands it. And so, You know, there's times where, you know, things are hard. You kind of plateau sometimes and you have to push through that plateau. And when you feel like you're doing everything, everything the right way and you can't push through that plateau, you feel, you know, you get discouraged, you know, and so it, it takes somebody that can, um, me and her are, are, are a team, so we can lean on each other. But when, you, when you're when you putting forth effort, energy, time, and money into this, your trainer has to be a part of that team, too. So your trainer has to be someone that can help you push through that, too. And I think that you've done a great job in helping us push through those plateaus, push through those discouraging times and discouraging moments so yeah. that we kind of can see the light on the end of the tunnel, see what we are doing um, that that is derailing us, Um, and say, Hey, let's, let's do, do this better and then see, see what, see what's happening because there's times where, you know, we've plateaued and you look at it and you say, well, what have you, what have you been eating for the last, you know, two weeks or whatever, go back and look at your, your, um, your, your, um, your food log and you go back and look at the food log and you realize, Oh, I, I probably tracked three days in the last 14 days. Yeah. Yeah. there you have it so if if your trainer doesn't know what you're eating, and you don't know what you've been putting in your body (laughs) or you do know and you don't want to say it that's probably why you're not seeing the results so track your stuff the right way do the program the right way and and see and live live with the results also you have to you have to be like a like Kobe said, rest in peace, you gotta, you gotta trust the process. You have to enjoy the process. <clears throat> That's part of that Mamba mentality, right? So it's not just the end goal, but it's the work that you put in day in and day out, trusting that process and enjoying that process. And so we had a point now, I think we enjoy the gym, but you also want to see results on the back end. So as you get stronger and you can push yourself further and do more, those are some of the the, the joys of the process, we're not at our end goal yet, so we're not, you know, we haven't won the championship yet, but yeah. we are, you know, we're on a couple, you know, 10-game winning streak. You know? well, and
0: the, the thing about fitness and health, th- there is no finish line. Mm. There, There really is no championship because you have to keep doing it. Mm. And, you know, for somebody to hear that, that might sound daunting to say, what, I I have to keep doing this? But when you enjoy the process and it becomes second nature to you, where you guys are now, then it doesn't feel that way. It just feels like an example I use a lot of times with my clients are like, you take a shower daily, don't you? Minimum, you know, depending on what you're doing, shower twice. But I've never heard anybody say, I don't, I don't have time to shower. <laughs> I'm just so busy, I don't have time to shower. So the, it's the mindset and the way we look at things to where somebody who is really health conscious and they do these things, they look at it as a shower. It's not a big deal. I mm-hmm. need to get this done. Uh, for somebody else, it looks like you know uh, something that it, that is going to take a lot of effort that they don't want to do. And then, you know, they drag their feet and, and there's a lot of emotional response that comes with that. So that just changing that perspective and, and that's where you guys are to where it is. It has become that that daily and even, you know, I'm not saying you got to work out every day, but five, six, seven times a week, whatever is going on, even if you're not strength training, you're stretching. Uh, unfortunately, what's going on in the world right now with all the social distancing and people working from home you're going for walks daily, or you're going for runs daily, or a bike rise. Um, but you are incorporating health and fitness into your life daily in some capacity, you're not hitting an off and on switch. And that's something I use a lot with my clients to where it shouldn't be an off and on switch. That's why I do have an app. That's why I do have a lot of uh, different reading materials and sources that I use, or excuse me, resources that I use, because I don't want you to feel like you're going to have an off switch, mm-hmm. you know? So unfortunately, a lot of people have done crash diets. They've done 30-day fitness programs. And what happens, there's no coaching involved. And as soon as that day 31 comes, they hit the off switch. Yep. <laughs> and then, and then there's, there's no your baseline has not changed. And you actually feel worse because now all those habits that you had previously are still there. Right. And you're like, man, I haven't cleaned my house. I just pushed some stuff into the closet. Yep. <laughs> and now company left <laughs> and you gotta deal with deal with all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So yep, to take it, yeah, to, to take it back to the personality thing, uh with with the trainer, uh they should be somebody who helps you get through plateaus. They should be a cheerleader. Um my training style is more direct. My personality is that way, but it's not negative, and there's a difference. So the the things that I am helping you with at those times is going to be positive, and you should be getting positivity in some form from that trainer. You shouldn't feel worse. You know, if you were to hit a plateau or even have a fall off, you shouldn't feel worse or have that person um, you know kind of pick on you in that time. They should be uplifting you because you're going to get so much negativity outside of the trainer client relationship whether it be from co-workers family subliminal things from social media tv so why have somebody that you pay (laughs) make you feel worse you know in terms of you know like uh you showed up late give me 20 burpees and all that kind of stuff you are not enlisted in the military uh it should not be a drill sergeant uh style relationship, unless that is something that you absolutely enjoy, and and that's what you want. Um, But most times that is not the case. So if if you are seeing a clash in personality with somebody that you've already hired, maybe sit down and talk to them. And and that person will understand that maybe they need to ease off in certain areas, and you guys can have a better working relationship. Um, Another thing that you should be getting from your personal trainer. If if we're doing things like progressive overload and you should be getting stronger, you should have somebody there to spot you and that's what they're there for. So push yourself in your in your sessions with your trainer. Push yourself. If you have if you feel like you you can squeeze out that last rep, don't just put the bar down. Finish and push through because that person is there. They have your back. They're there to make sure that you do these things safely. So I want you to push through that last set and I'm able to help you lift the bar rather than you just put it down and not get stronger that day. Mm-hmm. So uh, that, that's personality wise and the things that you should get from training. Uh, what training is not is it is not a guaranteed for results. Uh, <laughs> sometimes people think once they've, uh, you know, they've, they've made that payment or they've signed that contract, they are all set. Right. <laughs> I'm done here. There we go. <laughs> I, I'll see you in four months. I'm going to be fit. <laughs> and and the, that's just not the case. The case is you have to put that work in. Um, and that's why you get credit when it's done. Mm-hmm. For, for you, Ernest, to, to be where you are, you and your wife, the progress that you have made, and for you to be 100 pounds down, yeah, I, I gave you the tools, Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I helped you along the ride, but you, you did all the work. Yep. i I've never came to your house and cooked before, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just, I've never done that. So really all, all the work and the things that you've done have came from within and you've done all that. So when, when people see your results and see the change, you, you earned it right. and, that that is that is what you should get from the, from the trainer is It's not a guaranteed results it's just somebody to guide you along the way because I have uh, a lot of different experiences with a lot of different people to where you can pull from that and draw from that to where i I share things with you and say you know i've I've had somebody in this situation before uh do this or sometimes don't do this because <laughs> right. you can learn from people's mistakes as well so The the, the training is not sometimes what you see on TV, whether it be The Biggest Loser or some of these shows where you're on a crash diet, you got a crazy maniac yelling at you like a drill sergeant, and pretty much you're just stressed out and missing all the things that you used to enjoy. If that is your version of personal training, uh, you will not be successful or enjoy the process, And, and it shouldn't be that. all right um so let's wrap that up i think that was a good quality first episode Mm -hmm. of introducing both of us introducing the concept yes sir introducing both of us and introducing the concept of the podcast stronger inside so so i appreciate everybody for listening and i hope you're back again for our next episode all right
1: yes sir